www.rumblingrumors.com presents. I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. I am the most talented performer in the entire world. And you're about to listen to another edition of Rumbling Reality. Good, good, good morning. How's everyone doing in the Rumbling Reality world? I'm Ramsey. What's going on, everybody? I'm Sharon. And usually you would hear a corny joke followed by I'm Travis, but Travis isn't here today. He's in Texas doing Texas stuff, and he has a bad phone connection. And uh, Marquise didn't pick up his phone, so it's me and Sharon today. How you doing, man? Man, I'm (laughs) I'm good, man. Had a crazy weekend. I'm good. I know Sharon is feeling really good. You want to tell them why you're feeling so good, Sharon? I'm feeling good because uh, I just spent the weekend at Comic-Con, and I got to see uh, Paige and uh, Seth Rollins. And if you guys ever listen to the show, Sharon uh, uh, is a crazy Seth Rollins fan. <laughs> big, big Seth Rollins, Mark. So I actually told him I was going to talk to him a little bit about this. So um, you met Paige. So what what was the process you had to go when you were, uh, you know, meeting somebody, what did they tell you? And you actually meet them, like, what, you can't touch them on the shoulder or kiss them. You know, weird things. Anything that stood out to you? Well, man, like, WWE, they're, like, really, like, forward. Like, anybody, everybody that got in line. Because I think they had, like, um, the line star former for Paige, like, around 9. No, no, no. I'm sorry. 10. I think it was, like, 10, 15. Because I think her her photo op started around, like, 10, 45. Oh, okay. So, as, as you get into the line, like, WWE reps, are, they're, like, Look, this is gonna be real quick. Walk in, take a picture, get out. You know, like no, <laughs> like for real, like no, no extra questions, none of that. Just take a picture, head to the next section. But it was real cool though. Um, when I when I got it was my chance to meet or whatever. Like I said, we uh we got to take the picture, and we both kind of hit the we stuck our tongue out at the same time. So then she was like, "No, nah, you can do it," and then I'll just do something else. So I was like, "All right, cool," and then um. <laughs> and I'll probably I'll probably post a picture sooner or later. I think Sharon might do an article about meeting Paige and Seth Rollins. If you want to, that's up to you. But oh, I was yeah, gonna no, put no. I was gonna put your pictures uh in the article so people don't think you're making this stuff up. Yeah, yeah, they can see how crazy I look in, in the picture with Paige, <laughs> man. Because I was like and then like she gave me a hug afterwards and I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so it was it was awesome. I will I will say she looks she looks Good in person. <laughs> How about Seth Rollins? I'm sure you were crazy to meet him. Man, um, I had this. It was funny because uh, I had this 14 year old kid that was behind me, and I think he's a bigger mark than me because he was like, he kept asking me questions because he was like, "Do you think J and J Security is going to be here? If so, uh, can I take a picture with them? Uh, uh, if they're not here, do you think they're in the hotel?" I'm like, I don't even know, man. I have no idea. But um, <laughs> it was cool because I walked in actually. Uh, a guy that was with Paige and Seth Rollins. I'm pretty sure you uh, you you seen him before. He used to be a referee to uh, Tim White. Oh yeah, I know he's still around. Yeah, well, he said now he just he does things like for the appearances. Like he just goes with the superstars wherever they do like the shows. He just hangs out with them and you know follows them around. Probably and less hard on his body and stuff. You know, you're a little older. It's harder to run around with those young twenty and thirty year old guys. You know, running right. around. Yeah, but he was—I mean, he was funny, man. He kind of like kept everybody loose, you know, in the, in the long line. We had to wait, but um, I walked through the curtain, and then you know, Seth and Tim, and Tim White—they were like, "How you doing, big guy?" And I'm like, "Cause I didn't think like I thought maybe I was taller than Seth, but we're kind of like on the same." Oh, the Seth Rollins isn't that tall, really. Have you yeah, seen his he, boots before? His shoes—he uh, when he wears wrestling shoes, he wears really thick heels to make himself look taller. Yeah, I see that, but like they had him in. I mean, he was in street clothes. We're both like the same height, but I don't think he's two twenty, like like they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think yeah. he's less than two twenty? Yeah, he has to be at least maybe about one eighty five, one ninety five, something like in that it's, range. I could see him probably because he has muscle on, probably about one ninety around there. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no way he's 220. But he was cool, man. He he was a cool dude. I told him that he was my favorite wrestler. He said he appreciated it. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. What is what he said? <laughs> that was funny. He was like, cool, man. I appreciate it. So um, I just left, and after I took the picture with him, I just went over to the where the autograph section was. That was also long. That's so cool. I'm, I'm just smiling while I'm listening to your story because I wish I was there meeting Seth Rollins, especially meeting Paige. Um, it, was, it was cool, man. It was It was dope. With Seth Rollins, though, do they have like a little Q&A question center? Because I saw on your pictures they had like a little yeah. podium era. What were some of the questions people asked? I mean, were there well, any kind of like risque questions or all the kind of pretty nice ones? Well, I mean, I was waiting. I, I actually, I did get to ask him a question, too. That was cool. But uh, a little kid asked him, is there any way that he can fight without the authority and J&J security? Which everybody, <laughs> which everybody started laughing. He laughed about it, too. But um, uh, <laughs> somebody funny. asked him about the curb stomp, which he said isn't. It isn't coming back at all. Really? Yeah, he oh, said that. There you go. Yeah. You heard some official news right there. I think last week um, Travis was saying that they were going to bring it back, but uh, Sharon. Yeah, he said. Him. Yeah, he said it himself, man. He said that he's he's going to use the uh, the pedigree for the foreseeable future. So. Wow, that was actually my question for later in the questions. I was actually going to ask you if Seth Rollins using the pedigree uh, like suits him. Do you feel like it suits him or it kind of feels weird? Because, you know me, I'm a huge Triple H right. fan my whole life. So when I see him do that, uh, I am kind of feel weird. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I should have asked him instead of the question I asked him, I should have asked him who idea was it to come up with the pedigree. Was it him or Triple H? You know, like. You know what? You know what I love in this day and age with all these NXT, NXT stars doing new moves, new finishers, new stuff, new angles. Why would you give your top guy who has a CrossFit kind of background, he does all this crazy stuff, why would you give him a pedigree? There's right. so many new things he could think of or let him do a new <laughs> finisher. Why would you want to give him Triple H's finisher? I mean, I love Triple H. I love his finisher. But, I mean, let Seth Rollins be his own thing. I'm not right. sure if he's using it only because he's, like, with the authority and in the future he's going to get away from the authority and stop using it. But to me it's like, I don't know. It just feels weird when you have your champion use somebody else's finisher. Yeah, I mean, it does, especially the fact, like you said, I mean, we grew up in the Triple H era watching him do the pedigree. It's almost like the same thing if you saw, like, Neville do the, the stunner, you know, or like um, Bray Wyatt or Dolph Ziggler was doing the rock bottom, like, every week. You know, we're so accustomed to seeing, you know, those guys do their famous trademark finishers. It's kind of weird because I even remember NXT when Rollins, he used to do another move besides the, the curb stomp that I haven't seen him do yet. It was kind of like where... When he grabbed the neck and then he like did like a backflip. Trying to think, what was? How long ago was this NXT? Yeah, it was NXT. Oh, it was okay. when he was. Uh, it was right before they came up, right before the Shield came up to the main roster. He used okay. to. He used to use another man. Move. If Travis was on, he would know it because he followed NXT right when it started. Yeah. I kind of followed like maybe six months, seven months after, because my WWE network did not work. <laughs> I got I got WWE network right when it came out. But uh, I had Xbox uh, One, uh, sorry, Xbox, the regular version. Yeah. And it didn't work on there. You couldn't get it on there. And so I had to watch it on a PC. And I want to sit on my sit on my couch at the end of, end of a work day and watch it. I don't know. Right. So I waited till I got an Xbox One. But what were you saying? <laughs> no, I was saying that I could have sworn that he used, I mean, he did use the curse stomp in NXT also. But it was he used another finisher too. I just can't think of the name of it. I'm going to have to ask Travis when, uh, the next time I talk to him. Man, usually I'm pretty good with this stuff too. At least moves, not like dates and matches and stuff. I don't know. It, yeah, okay. I, I can't think of like what yeah. the name of it was. I just seen him use it a few times. Yeah, I was gonna ask you more before we go too off subject. Uh, what other questions? Any other questions you can remember that stand out to you, uh, Seth? Rollins? Well, I know for me, I asked him uh, if he, you know, could headline WrestleMania with any superstar. Who would he choose? And he said Undertaker. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I don't know why. I feel like uh, Seth Rollins likes the HBK kind of guys. You know, like the more yeah, more of that's his what style. I thought he was gonna say. Yeah, somebody like more of his style growing up. Um, anything else you want to uh, talk about your experience before we go into the questions? Anything else you noticed or thought it was? Well, the one thing I can say from from talking to Seth, where you know during the photo op and the Q and A, I think a lot of his character is himself. You know the confidence. You know the confidence that he shows. You know week in a week on the on television. I think that comes off a lot with 
who he is as a person. Because I know a lot of the questions that he was asked, he was always talking about how he wants to be, you know, the greatest of all time. You know, and he was bringing up guys like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair and Hogan and The Rock. But he was saying, and, you know, 10 years from now, he wants to be either in the same class as them or he wants to be better than them. Well, um, sorry to cut you off. Marquise is not going to be making it today either. So I guess he's uh, doing some family business. All right. Just me and Sharon today. Can we handle it? No doubt. Too much spotlight for me. <laughs> too much. Okay, uh, one thing I can say, too, about Paige, man, she's, like, real like real cool, you know, as far as, like, you know, she was the one that, you know, that didn't mind hugging fans instead of fans asking her for a hug. And um, even before, like, the, the autograph session, like, she came out um, behind the curtain and just, like, talked to everyone. Just, like, generally just was, like, saying what's up to everyone before. Anybody freaking out? Yeah, it was like oh this God, little girl. Oh it was like this little girl. She had a cast on her arm, and she was like crying. Yeah, she probably broke her arm on purpose. <laughs> just just for Paige. <laughs> All right, something I'm pretty excited for that happened this week. I feel like Dean Ambrose got a pretty big push this week. Man. And man, I was pretty excited. Authority standing there. Let me set it up for you guys. Authority standing there thanking Seth Rollins and... Kane's thanking Seth Rollins for winning the title, or keeping the title, whatever. Uh, and then Dean Ambrose's music hit, and I was like, oh, yes, finally pushed into the spotlight by himself. I was going to get so pissed if Roman Reigns came out with him because I wanted him to be his own guy. What did you think about it? I think that was like the first time that we saw him on his own main event-wise since last year during the like SummerSlam run with him and uh, Rollins. And I'm with you. I mean, it was cool. It was cool to see Ambrose there because I think a lot of fans have been wanting him there for so long, and he's finally in that spot by himself. You know, no other no other uh, superstars. It's just him and Rollins, which is kind of, I think it's going to be a real cool main event match. I'm pretty excited for it because last time we saw Seth Rollins and Dean, they had some pretty freaking good chemistry and good matches. And now right. with a title online, I mean... To me, it just ooh, it gives me goosebumps as I'm excited. I like to see organically, I mean semi-organically, storylines grow. Because yeah. if they had no chemistry and matches and they weren't that good on the mic together, they would never keep pursuing the path between them two. But since yeah. they were in the same clique and they kind of have a good rivalry, they keep going with it. It feels organic to me. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a nice setup with the story. Cause like you said, it goes back from their days with the Shield. And even with the SummerSlam and I think the Hell in the Cell matches that they did last year were pretty good. I'm sure everybody in every podcast has talked about it, so we'll talk about it real quick. I was so excited, not, well, semi-excited, when all the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys put their hands together after uh, power bombing um, Randy Orton. <laughs> I was I was pretty freaking out, man. I'm going to let you know, like, are you kidding me? Because all I was thinking is, how are they going to finish this match? I'm right. guessing they're all going to be on Seth Rollins' team and make him win. What were you thinking? Do you think it was you thought it was for real for a minute or what? I mean for a second. I mean because I've heard so many people talk about, you know, the possibility of the of them re- reuniting. I kind of thought this was this was the time, but then it, I thought about it too like, okay, like when they were the shield before, I mean they wasn't really established stars and now you have Ambrose who's like looks like he's on the cusp of being a main eventer. You know, Roman's pretty much been almost in every main event match since January. So it's like if you do the Shield now, I mean, are they going to protect, you know, Seth? Are they eventually going to try to go for the title themselves? Like, how can you present that? Because it's never going to be the same again. You know, it's never going to be the same as it was, you know, when they first debuted because now they are, you know, their own identities. Yeah, that's true. The thing is with that, though, I kind of wish they didn't do the Shield thing, like the little teaser and they just did the Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins kind of team on Ambrose and Randy yeah. Orton. That, to me, that would have been good because people already kind of semi-see Roman Reigns as a heel. I mean, why not just put him full heel? I'm not yeah. sure who talked about it. Was it you or Travis who talked about making a go with, like the old school rock route where people yeah. were booing him a lot and he didn't, they didn't know where he was. They turned him heel. He got so popular, he became a face, naturally. See, actually, I, that's what I, I thought. There, there, was, there were spots in the match where I kind of thought – that's where they were going. But obviously, I guess WWE wants to keep him a face. So, I mean, I think it would be a good idea to just turn him heel because they have momentum, like you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fans have been pretty much kind of like mixed with him since January. So they have motive to why they could flip him. 
Man, I do feel like he's gaining on the crowd a little bit. You do hear yeah. you do hear a little more cheers and you hear boos, unless Roman Reigns is going against some kind of face. Yeah. They really, really make sure he's going against somebody you truly hate. Hey, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think I've seen a match between Roman Reigns and somebody else that people just do not want to see in the ring. Like, like Big Show, who cheers the Big Show? So, right. I mean, that's, you know, people like that. <laughs> Something else, I, I'm doing two of the most exciting topics beginning. I know, shouldn't be doing it. Kevin Owens' yeah. Raw debut. I mean, oh my gosh. I was so freaking excited. Uh, I was at work when it happened because I work, you know, every day, basically every night. And uh, I heard about it, and right when I got home, I looked up any clip I could find, and WB WB.com's clip said, "Clip cannot play right now," and it teased it. Said, uh, it said like Kevin Owens uh, interrupts John Cena. I was like, what? And I could not play it, and it kept saying not loaded yet or not play not playable yet. So I went to YouTube. I spent about ten to fifteen minutes on YouTube trying to find. Uh, somebody's clip that wasn't taken down yet. Right. And I finally found it, and I marked the heck out. Uh, yeah, man, you. Uh, you can you can explain it if you want to set up the scenario. What happened, Sharon? Well, I mean, I know before Raw, like I had a lot of people on Twitter like um, tweeting me saying that Vin Balor is supposed to come out tonight. Ooh, that'd have been cool. So I was like, okay, cool. If that's really true, then yeah, that'd be pretty dope. So when they did the challenge, and that's what in the mindset I'm thinking, okay, like who's next? You know. Neville came out, Zayn came out, so maybe it'd be Balor. You know, I knew it wasn't going to be a Tommy because I know he just had like the. So the where did you hear this from? Like a certain side or Twitter or what you said? No, nah, it was just certain, just certain followers that were just saying that they. I wonder if fun. WWE is getting smart and like throwing like different people in the back, like so people get confused. Like you know, say yeah. they will have like a Goldberg there for an appearance show, but they also have Sting there too and invite him backstage. People get confused. I love when. I love when rumors are so skewed, you really don't know what's going to happen. So it makes it like you should just watch the show in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like the way we watched it before, you know, everything came out. Because now, like you said, you can say, hey, The Rock's going to be there. And everybody knows before, hours before we actually see him. And it takes, it takes, a lot, you know, a lot of the mystique away. So when Owen's music did hit, man, I was like, I completely lost it. That's that's personally why I do not look up rumors anymore and that stuff. It ruins the surprise for me. Yeah. When I first started this rest, uh, WWE rumbling rumors, I know. When I first started it back in what, 2008 or whatever, whenever I started it, I know I focused more on rumors. I looked up rumors and I wrote articles about them. Now, as I got older and I kind of I've kind of grown with this site. I wish the site could change the website name, but I can't. It still has uh, some kind of appeal to it. Um, but either way, I wish, um, dang, I lost the train of thought. Oh, basically as I got older, I just lost the appeal to, uh, look up rumors. It just ruins the fun. Who wants to sit there on their couch after a long day of work and know what's going to happen on three hour show you're going to watch? I mean, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, I loved about, you know, the attitude era. You know, I mean, yeah. can you imagine like what we would have found out hours before the Attitude Era if you know Twitter was around and you know all these other social media sites? Oh, so, man. yeah, you know, I do love the fact that they are kind of like I want to say toying with the fans now. Brian Pillman's gonna pull out a gun and get <laughs> crazy. You know, who wants to hear those rumors? You want to see it happen so you get so lost in the show, you right. kind of think it's real for a minute. That's what I enjoy that stuff. I don't know. But back to Kevin Owens. Man, I was just so excited that they made Kevin Owens also look strong by right. putting them against John Cena. I mean, what other top guy... Actually, there's no other top guy in wrestling right now, not even Seth Rollins, that can yeah. match John Cena's appeal I mean, to every entertainment, everything. So for them to push Kevin Owens straight against John Cena shows, to me, that they really got some chips uh, on, on uh, Kevin Owens in the future. Oh, no doubt. I mean, like you said... I mean, despite whether you love him or hate him, I mean, John Cena is the the love marquee him. name. He, he's the marquee name in WWE right now. I mean, there's just no no denying that. But I was I was shocked. Not only did Owens debut on Raw, but then he powerbombed uh, Cena. Man, and that powerbomb looked pretty smooth, too. It wasn't yeah. like some crappy one. Obviously, they practiced a little bit. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I was, You know what? I was really shocked that he didn't really get... You know, the kind of ovation that I thought he would from the fans, though. Exactly. I was saying the same thing, but you got to remember, NXT is more of a hardcore wrestling fan base. 
I yeah, mean, because, maybe, I mean, if you look at the other debuts, like when Paige debuted after WrestleMania, she got a pop. You know, even though Sami, Sami Zayn debuted in his hometown, he got a pop. And then Neville did as well. Neville got a big pop. So, Well, that is true. You also have Kevin Owens, who's a major, major heel. heel yeah. Like, he's... The people that do like him and cheer him are usually like adult guys like us who like to see real wrestling matches and somebody kind of like talk real. Yeah. Um, he to me he like when he talks he doesn't talk like bullshit. He really does talk real. He just even yeah. though it's a even though it's a storyline, he just seems like it's real. Compared to like a Neville, he tries to play, you know play to the kids and crowd. Kevin Owens does not play to the kids. Yeah. So, I mean he's coming as a heel. He's also coming as a he. Uh, uh, oh sorry. He's coming in as a heel and an NXT star, and he's uh, debuting in Raw, so that's, maybe that's why. I mean, Sami Zayn and Neville, all those guys, the biggest factor, they're big baby faces. So I love, yeah. I love the fact that he, he got the pop when he powerbombed Cena, yeah. but then they booed him when he stepped on the title. So I thought that was cool how yeah. he kind of deflated. Because you know, he knows how to play a real heel. Yeah, you know, a tr- a, that's how a true wrestler is. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're a real wrestler and you're because um, I'm I'm trying to think what's the best analogy or best storyline to go back on, but I forgot who it was. Like Triple H, he does such an amazing job playing the yeah. bad guy every time. I remember this time a long time ago when when DX was gonna first time ever reunite. Remember HBK and Triple H were in the ring. Yeah, and you're talking is, about the time when uh, when Shawn Michaels came back. Yeah, when he first yeah, came back, and they were it. man, they were first teasing it, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, hold on, my dog is freaking out. See, even my dog's freaking out. Give one second. Well, that's the problem living in an apartment. My dog freaks out when somebody is near the apartment. Back to my story. I'm sorry, I hate being unprofessional. That's the one thing I hate is some audio in the background, but. I am way too lazy today because it's my day off and I am not going to go back and edit that out because we're explicitive now and if a dog barking in the background upsets you, get the hell off this podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, I was going to say, when Triple H and HBK were like teasing the reuniting DX and then uh, everybody was cheering like crazy and this is also when Triple H was a big heel right. and, we, and I was like, oh, Triple H face churn and DX in the same night, What? And all of a sudden, I think Triple H pedigrees him or says something, or maybe Sweet Chin Music. I'm not, did he yeah, use Sweet Chin? Pedigree him. Yeah. Man, I was freaking out. But that is the epitome. Epitome? Yeah, whatever. It is the epitome of how you stay a heel when you're trying to be a heel. Um, what else I was going to talk about? Get off Kevin Owens for a little bit before I keep marking out. Um, oh. NXT TakeOver. Well, we're already talking about NXT a little bit. I'm sure you watched the Unstoppable, right? Yeah. Man. Yeah, I loved it. I Gosh. Loved it. What, was, what was the top, the number one match that stands out to you? Sasha Banks and Becca Lynch. Seriously, it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's not like we haven't seen moves before or wrestling moves they've done. It's not that. It's the fact that women can do these moves and we still... All the moves we keep seeing in these matches, I feel like it's like a new thing right. because you never see a woman do these moves. Yo, did you see the the one spot where she had like uh, Becky Lynch's arm? Man, and twisting it and twisting it. Yeah, then put her foot on it. I was like, oh, she's gonna like break her arm. <laughs> I, I started feeling bad for her, man, because I'm like, ah, they going all out in this match. Man, it. Uh, Sasha Banks too, man. I don't know. I I find her like to be one of the hottest divas on NXT. Maybe even yeah. wrestling. I don't know. Something about her. I like small girls. But I'm just saying something about her. I just, she seems real. I mean, that's what it's kind of hot about me too. Her personality she portrays in there seems pretty real. I don't know. Um, yeah, she has, she has that it factor. That's but I don't, I don't want to get onto the, how hot they are and stuff. I'm sorry. That's my manly part coming out. But uh, <laughs> let's go back to the match part. I mean, I don't know. It's just something about women wrestling at that level Makes me wonder why it has not happened till this time. We're in 2015. Right. We're now seeing uh, women wrestle. I mean, I will even debate somebody. Back in the day when the Chinas and all the uh, Ivories and the uh, Jacklins and Tristratishes, they wrestled, but right. they never had as fluid as a match or as long as a match as the NXT Diva stars get. Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean... I even I remember you know like you said I remember Trish and Lita having like you know hellacious matches but never like you know fluid matches like we're really seeing with the NXT women. It's I mean it's a credit to Triple H. I mean he's giving them it the is. ball and 
you know, they're they're hitting home runs every time. So I think just, a lot of sorry, what was that? No, nah, I'm just saying it's crazy how like you see you can see the big difference like when you watch NXT Unstoppable Wednesday night, and then you turn you know for SmackDown and you see Naomi versus you know Nikki versus Paige. Like you can see like the big difference. I mean, even though Paige can wrestle, but you never really see. Yeah, calm down, Sharon. Trying to play to the. <laughs> Try to I mean, play the page crowd down. You know, she can she can wrestle, but I mean, you never really see like the fluid matches on WWE, you know, programming every week. Like you, you have to like, have both girls that are fluid. You can't have yeah. one girl that's good. Even though you guys are always talking about you guys, as in uh, uh, Marquise, Travis, and you, um, we laughing. <laughs> I already know what you about to say. <laughs> Even though you guys are always on the uh, Naomi and background, Burt. Uh, bandwagon you guys say she wrestles real good she's not bad at wrestling yeah. but uh she's not bad at wrestling at all especially compared to the other stars that are on there but i mean they never have a singles match between like a naomi and Paige and give them like a 10 minute slot i'm not sure if they could do it honestly because i've seen many divas fall to the pressure and yeah. you can just see by their punches when they throw a punch they'll like fall too fast stupid stuff that make me uh less inter- er, I, I don't know something about somebody throwing a punch and obviously, you can see it not connecting. Right. It makes me snap out of the match. True. It, just, it makes me like feel like, why am I watching this? Seriously. Then I wait, and I'm on my phone for ten minutes till it's over. Whenever I see a little mess up, not even just girls. When I yeah. see a really hardcore mess up between, um, let's think, who used to have really bad mess ups? Uh, Kofi Kingston. I don't know what it is, but Kofi, he's awesome in certain spots. Yeah. But he gets so excited sometimes, he kind of like drop kicks and he'll not, he won't even touch the guy. I'm not sure if it's his fault or his opponent's fault, but those things like that kind of like take me out of the match. And that's how Divas matches have been for so long. They kind of take you out of the match by not connecting with the hits and the punches and the power bombs or whatever they do. I don't know. That's my my take on that. Yeah, it's just it's just weird because you know I've I've recently like looked back and seen like some of the older NXT matches like with Paige and Emma. And those are really good, yeah. like between those two. They are good. And then, like, you see Emma kind of like floating now from the main roster to NXT. So it's like, I mean, what do you do think they about? Do really have a place for her yet, or or what? I don't. What do you think about Emma and uh, that? What's that new girl's name? Oh, you talking about the Dana Brooke chick? And she cannot wrestle at all. Why would you, Why would you put this Dana Brooke girl on an NXT pay per view kind of special? against i don't know it, she, they just push people way too fast i mean she was horrible uh poor what's her name uh poor charlotte she was carrying that match with her and you yeah. could tell nobody wanted to wrestle her against her because she just did not see what she was doing man yeah i mean i mean she i mean she's in amazing shape as a fitness model i just don't necessarily yeah. I, don't have, I don't really have a connection right now with why she's in the wrestling maybe if they had to do the promo of why she's really here or or something like that or gave you know where she had like a couple good spots I could pay more attention to her, but yeah, I've been, I've been off since her debut. Her debut was terrible to me. She probably wants to promote her Instagram account and all that stuff. That's probably why she's doing it. But uh, I don't know. I gotta say something. Say something dirty real quick. Charlotte's <laughs> boobies was popping out that whole match. I was Yo, waiting. I was, hey, look. I was Bravo. waiting. Bravo. I was sitting. I was sitting there like uh, I don't know. One, two, three, kid counting down. I was just counting down because they were about to fall out, and I saw like a little discoloration. Like I'm, yeah, you saw like I'm singing some areola. You know what I'm saying? I was like, thank you, yeah, I can't help it. I'm trying to watch the match when girls' titties start falling out. It is extremely hard. It was awesome. Um, Thank you, thank you very much, Charlotte, and whoever made whoever made her uh, her outfit that night. Thank you as well. Thank you and a woo. Um, Woo! That I'm sounding like a Zach Ryder woo. (laughs) <laughs> oh, poor Zack Ryder. Where's Zack Ryder at? We haven't talked about Zack Ryder in forever. You I know, mean, he's, he's um he's tagging now with uh with Vandango. No, nah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like where he's at. I mean, like where is he at? Like, I mean, like like uh, in his career. Like, what's he doing? Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, the, Fan, the Fandango thing. Hopefully, that works out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's see. Give me a minute, because usually. Um, I can look at questions and stuff and things I'm going to say because I have two or three other guys talking in the background. Right. Now right. it's like I have very little uh, segue here. Okay, <laughs> different format. Um, we have more NXT to talk about, though. Um, what was going to say? Uh, Samoa Joe was pretty exciting. I mean, the rumors are going around is going to come sooner or later, but I was pretty... 
I didn't realize they were gonna throw that match away was the with um with Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn so quick. It felt like they just threw it away. And I am I the only one who I'm so sick and tired of seeing Sami Zayn on the floor holding one of his body parts saying he's injured? My gosh. Seriously, look at every match he's been in in the last ten matches every time. I don't know if that's like really gosh. If they're like telling him to do that, or if like something's really wrong, either man. way, I, I do agree with you because it's like when I saw that, it was like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing: it is he does sell it really well. That's the problem. He sells it so well, it makes me remember he did it two weeks ago. Right. I, you know, I don't want to keep seeing Sami Zayn on the floor acting like it's hurt. If he's really hurt, fine. But I real. I really don't want to see another buildup for a Sami Zayn Kevin Owens. Right. I mean, I like them two in the fight, but it's like, man, they should have made this match, finish it off, and then made a made a solid uh, solidify who the winner is, and then Samoa Joe comes out while Kevin Owens is beating the crap out of Sami Zayn. See, I thought it'd be I thought it'd been really cool. I even wrote about it in the um, uh, the article about how to book uh, Cena versus Owens. I thought it'd been cool to have Cena come out there. You know, like have the same, like have what you just said, like have a de, you know a, a deciding winner, and then just have him like go crazy on on Sammy, and then Cena comes out. And I thought that's what they were setting up when he came out with the you know the champions here. That, uh, that would have personally, you're right. That would have been a better idea, honestly. Especially, man, when Kevin Owens walked out with his, the shirt on, the John yeah. Cena shirt on, I was freaking out. And see, that's what I was like, <laughs> man. They might actually go that route. They might actually have Cena like come out. Here's the thing with that it 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 didn't make sense. I like Samoa Joe. I'm not a huge Samoa Joe fan or anything because I never watched TNA. Yeah, I'm even surprised they they let him keep his name. I think they probably spelled it different, like Samoa Joe. I don't know, <laughs> something different. But uh, but I would just it just kind of threw a curveball. It's like, man, you really have Kevin Owens doing a lot of things right now. I don't I don't think I've ever seen one star actually in so many different storylines in the same time on wrestling right. you know they may they may have like a movie outside of wrestling whatever but for kevin owens to be the champion going against um sammy zane i think he still has finn balor in his sights because finn balor has a, a title shot still i think right. so and then you have samoa joe come out to confront him and then right. you have kevin owens going raw to confront john cena yeah. and then now kevin owens has a match in elimination chamber Freaking wow, man! Oh, sorry. Fucking wow. I can't. I can't. I'm say freaking anymore. Sorry. Um. Yeah, it's just. I mean, you're right. He's his his hand is in in multiple spots, and it's kind of like, what direction are you really gonna go with him? Because like, you think it's good for him though, or bad for him? I mean, he's. he's I mean, it, it just depends if the fans keep responding to him. I mean, I know the NXT crowd will keep responding to him, but I think it'd be even better if you have like the WWE universe you know, respond to him. Well, they're going to have to build them on Raw and SmackDown more, obviously. But it, yeah. to me, we'll go back to the crowd thing. You're saying the audience didn't really pop for him as much. What a dramatic difference if you watch NXT compared to Raw or SmackDown yeah. or the Raw to how people actually know who Kevin Owens is. And it gives kudos to the NXT crowd. I mean, those guys, I mean, it's a smaller arena. The voices carry easier. I know all that stuff. Please, you audio guys, broadcasting guys. I know all that stuff. But uh, I'm just saying, like, if WWE Network has over 1 billion subscribers now, you're telling me at least half of them aren't in the arena that don't know that don't know Kevin Owens? Yeah. That was the thing that was weird to me because I'm pretty sure, like you said, they're, 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 they're adding subscribers by, by the day, by the minute, by the hour, and nobody knows who you know the NXT champion is. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, come everybody's on. on the internet. Everybody does internet sites now. Everybody, you know, checks out the rumors and, and spoilers and all this type of stuff. There's got to be some article on Kevin Owens somewhere, and nobody. Yeah. That's why. That's even though he was a heel, I was expecting like a a bigger reaction for him when he debuted on Raw because that was a big. I mean, to me, that's a big deal. Like, first of all, it caught a lot of people off guard. So I think it should have been a bigger deal than what the fans made it out to be. I'm not trying to get into some kind of conspiracy topic and all this stuff. But if WWE Network, WWE Network really had a million subscribers plus, I mean, uh, sorry, a billion. Uh, they they said they have over a billion subscribers plus. That how much is in America? How many people are in America alone? How many? Is it two point three or is it one? I don't know. It's a lot. 
I'm not, I don't see that's. I, I could tell you every person on the roster, but I couldn't tell you any people are in my country. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's good that is, um, I don't know. I wonder if they're kind of like maybe lying a little bit about these numbers on WWE Network. It feels like, or maybe these people or they're counting the free subscribers or something. Because you would think that either have to cry with boo or cheer for a champion who is on your network when NXT is the only arguably original content weekly they have on there. They have little like Renee Young shows and stuff. I'm saying original content that's actually wrestling and not like recaps and previews and Dean Ambrose pictures and weird stuff on Instagram they put on there. But uh, I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me that that big of a crowd. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of butthurt basically. I'll get down to it. I'm just butthurt that Kevin Owens didn't get a boo or a cheer that was crazy, personally. Well, that's what I'm saying. Either like either that or they were just in one of those cities that are oblivious to like really what's going on. Yeah, let's just buy wrestling tickets and sit right. there. Because I mean, I've seen that a few times. Like you go to like you know yes. the crowds that are really knowledgeable about what's going on. Yeah. And then like I mean, I remember the Fast Lane pay per view, and they were in Memphis. And it seemed like nobody was really there at all. Like even if you look at back, like Daniel Bryan didn't didn't even really get like the normal pop that you know we're so used to him getting. So it's kind of like either they're possibly lying about how many subscribers they really have, or they just got hit in the, in a city where they kind of really probably yeah. That's true. Know. I shouldn't say they're lying about subscribers. They probably just run a crappy city. I don't know. You might be right because <laughs> if you remember, I remember the whole uh, crash when everybody was canceling the network after the Rumble. Yeah. And it was like two days later, they hit a million subscribers. So it's I like... know. That was extremely <laughs> weird, wasn't it? I thought the same thing. But they, they obviously, people who are marketing savvy, they did that that quick on purpose to to, right. uh, to kill the people on Twitter saying all that stuff about cancel WWE Network. <laughs> and if you cancel WWE Network as Roman, Roman Reigns won, you don't deserve to be a wrestling fan. Get the hell off. And that's retarded. You're going you're gonna to miss out all of wrestling because of one guy getting pushed. Screw you. Because... I mean, like I said, like, you know, the wrestling heads, like you and I, you know, that grew up during, like, the Attitude Era. Even if you don't like, you know, Roman, you know, winning the Rumble, you still can go back and look at the Attitude pay-per-views. I mean, like, yeah. now they have, like, a best of the Attitude Era. Which is awesome, watch, which I love. Yeah, like, you can watch, like, you know, your, your favorite old episodes. So, like, why would you... And then it's, like, nine ninety nine. So, why would you get rid of something that's nine ninety nine? Yeah, see, I was waiting for that stuff to happen, for them to put some old-school stuff like that, because I feel like, especially... Towards more of the beginning of the network, I ran out of stuff to watch. Yeah, you know, and that's what the problem they were having. People didn't have original content. Now instead of uh, now before work, instead of watching stupid shows on basic cable, I can just throw on a WWE Attitude Era. No more real with Tamina and uh, Leomi and all those girls. I don't know if you watch. It the real. makes me like. I mean, even when I go back to it, it's like, oh yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that, or I remember. <laughs> Or that was so cool, like when I saw that. Or I mean, it, it's just cool to. I mean, they need to. I mean, if they want it to be what it should be, they should continue adding, you know, a lot of the the older stuff for for us fans. But then add newer content for the new fans too to try to like bring them in. Sometimes, which, like when which they're I, doing, they're doing now. Yeah, like when they. I mean, honestly, like when they first brought up the idea, I did, I thought it was just strictly just to get like the newer fans' attention. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think like the network was for. Like us until they started adding like all like the old oh, stuff. Yeah. I would, I'm just so bummed that Tough Enough's not in WWE Network. What what a perfect show to push your network even more. Put yeah. spill spill some money into it. I hope they have some kind of contract where Tough Enough is able to be put on WWE Network a week after each episode. Because somebody like me, I do, all I have is um, I don't even have basic cable. I literally have the the digital antenna. I can't yeah. talk digital antenna. There you go. Um, and I have Netflix, and I have all those kind of stuff and internet. I don't need cable. So when those kind of shows come on, I think Tough Enough's on NBC, though, so I'm actually able to watch it. Never mind. But I'm not home. So it's it's awesome because on demand, it just it's on demand sells so much because people work and have lives. They want to come back later. So right. WWE Network, they should have took advantage of Tough Enough revamping and put it on their network. I don't know. I know they need more money and stuff if it's on a different network, commercials and stuff. But yeah, it seems like they're putting everything on USA um, NBC, NBC program, NBC. which is because, good. Uh, NBC is a major program. It's just or channel. Yeah, because I think I think SmackDown is coming on there too. What? I think SmackDown is supposed to uh, be on USA next year. Wait, SmackDown's going to NBC. 
Yeah, it's going to uh, well, NBC slash uh, USA. The USA, uh, really? kind of like a combo. Yeah, it's supposed to happen in 2016. I didn't know that at all. Wow. I don't know if SmackDown, I don't know if Smackdown is like going live now, but I know it's supposed to be going. It's supposed to be crossing over to USA. Well, that's, I didn't know that. I didn't look that up after this oh. show. Um, let's get into some other stuff. Rusev and Lana. Oh my God. What do you, what do you think about it? You think uh, it's going to help Rusev in the long run? It's going to help Lana in the long run? What What do you think these two stars benefit by doing? I this? think it. You remember uh, Sable and yeah. uh, what was, what was yeah, the guy's name? I was thinking the same thing. Uh, Travis, we need you. Uh, was it like uh, Marrow? Yep, Mark Marrow. Okay, that's that's what I that's what I think. I think it's the same thing all over. All over exactly. Again. I always get Mark Marrow and Buff Bagwell names confused. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I yeah. just can never differentiate the names. Um, but I don't know. I part of me is kind of upset. I didn't mean to cut you off. You're gonna you're gonna tell us what you thought about it. Oh no! I just. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're about to say you're upset because it seemed like it's. Sort of like discrediting Rusev a little bit, you know. I mean, for a year you built him as this this Russian machine, and then lately, I mean, he's been slowly. I mean, even though he did just go to war with Cena, you know, three pay per views in a row, and then now it just seems like you know he went from losing to Cena to now being emotional because Lana's not going to be with him anymore. So it's like, where do you? How can you make him strong again? Well, the I mean, sooner or later they're gonna have to get they had to get rid of the him never losing a match because right. that to me sooner or later it had to go sooner or later I don't you know whatever, but um, the good part about the scenario is he really does uh, he really does look um, strong to me still he just looks like he's going through some emotional period but yeah. what I'm gonna say is Lon and Rusev kind of go together like it's why would you want to break that up maybe it's a storyline they're gonna play. Where maybe Lana like I don't know starts dating like the the champion and screws the champion over. I'm that I mean this would be down the line. I'm talking like a year from now. Like right. somehow Lana goes down the line. Whoever's champion by then, maybe Dolph Ziggler. You never know. That'd be awesome. And then uh-huh. you completely forget kind of that Lana would have anything to do with Rusev, and you know Lana really shows her loyalty for whoever she's with, and then churns and comes back with Rusev. Then I'd be for for the storyline. I'm all for it. But Rusev and Lana, it's like it's like a Macho Man and a Elizabeth thing. They feel like they, they go together right. when you take them apart, and that's the whole point of the new the era we're seeing now. I love the fact that Triple H has been building the managers and all this stuff. I love that stuff. I love um, I love Taker having a manager with an urn in his hand. It just builds his character more. Right. When you have Rusev come out there by himself, he's not bad. But I'm just saying, Lana was like something to look at for sure. I don't want to look at no hairy right. Bulgarian guy every day. But I mean, she was she was his his good looking mouthpiece. Yeah, and she, and she wasn't just like a girl just comes up there and waves like Elizabeth. She actually talks every single time. Right. So I I like that even more. She like she wasn't she doesn't wrestle, but she like neither did Elizabeth and those girls. But still, she was his, she was his uh his female Paul Heyman. You know, <laughs> basically. Yeah, you're right. Um, so what do you think about Dolph Ziggler with Lana? The, Lana. Do you think that's going to keep going or just for the storyline? I'm confused because it's like, okay, now you have like Dolph in the picture. I mean, even though he is getting, you know, he's benefiting, you know, getting kisses, which (laughs) more power to you, Dolph. I wouldn't turn down the storyline either if I was, you know, kissing uh, Lana every week. So, but I just don't understand. Like, I mean, is she going to be his manager now? You know, is she going to help him? Exactly. Is she going to now push him to the main event spot? Like, what is this really going to do? But you know what? I didn't think about that. You're maybe right. Lana is somebody who could actually maybe help him bring up his, uh, you know, main event status. I hope, man, because it's like... He deserves it, man. He's been there too. Dolph Ziggler, sorry, Seth Rollins fan. Dolph Ziggler deserved Seth Rollins' spot right now. It's oh, yeah, no doubt. Right I, now, I Dolph that. Ziggler should be there. It's just sad because Dolph Ziggler can talk on the mic just as well as Seth Rollins. I personally think so. Seth Rollins may be a little have a, like a little better voice for it or something. I can't really put my eye on it. It's just a thing that Seth Rollins has. He's just good on the mic. But Dolph Ziggler is good on the mic too, and Dolph Ziggler has awesome nonstop matches year after year. He has, I guarantee you, if you look up the top five matches every year, of the last, I don't know how many years now, Dolph Ziggler 
should be in one of those slots with some with one of his opponents because he has some oh, yeah. awesome. Ma- We're not including NXT. NXT right. is a whole different ball game. But Raw and SmackDown, awesome matches. But you know, I hope it pushes them towards the main event status. But I always say that crap, and Dolph Ziggler gets pushed down. So I guess yeah, I just I don't really understand why because I mean it's not. I mean, if you look at Rollins, okay, you can say you know Rollins is not the. You know, built wise, he's not like you know built like Brock Lesnar or anything like that. So you can't say the reason why Dolph isn't champion is because he isn't a big guy. So I don't really get that. I mean, it's not yeah. because he sucks the ring because he is like one of the best. He's just as tall as Seth Rollins, if not yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and he's one of the and he's one of the best performers you know in the game right now. So it's kind of weird to why he isn't you know at least like I don't know te- at least tease him in the in the, in the main event. I feel like we treat him like a macho man. Like macho man yeah. always is second, never gets to get first. It just feels like that. And even as a kid, like I didn't really understand that either. Yeah, you know? macho man was way better in the mic than Hulk Hogan ever was. But everybody loved Hulk Hogan because he had all these freaking one-liners. And see, I can see like if if like Cena still had the title, like if it was Dolph and then Cena was the champion, mm-hmm. then I could understand a little bit because, like you said, macho man was like the guy. But then you had Hulk Hogan that was really kind of like the flagship, which much is what Cena is right now. So if like Cena was champion, I would get that. But Nike, I mean, now Brock's been champion. Now Seth's champion. So it's like, why isn't Dolph at least in some championship? Yeah, at least a month or two. Jeez. Yeah, I don't. It, it, it pisses me off, too. <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's the same thing. Uh, I'm not trying to get into a black and white thing here. But same, it's the same thing. Like Shelton Benjamin, I used to always freaking root for him. I used to personally, I used to always root for r Truth too, because I knew r Truth was was in a tag team for so long oh and kept God, switching. r Truth kept switching tag teams with Road Dog and these guys. They're talking about a long time ago. Yeah, I'm talking about when he was uh, K Quick. K Quick. Yeah. And man, when I was a young kid, I thought K Quick was the I don't know the, one of the coolest guys because he had he had such cool moves especially back then he had really cool moves and different kind of uh, look to him and the feel in the ring and i just always would push for him and he feels like he felt like a dolph ziggler to me back then he would yeah. and now now our uh, truth feels like is off the map i feel sad because it's just like they do nothing with him they treat him like trash he does get a, he was on a payback when they he was like yeah. on the first match which is good but yeah. it's just like man little jimmy's storyline started <laughs> taking off so well <laughs> Seriously, and I thought the little Jimmy was his first, his, his actual break, because you had the whole crowd chanting little Jimmy. His little back scene scenar- uh, um, scenarios where he was going back, it's like you know little Jimmy's talking to him. Yeah. It was funny. They overdid it for a minute, but they could have used that to push him in higher spots. And this is kind of like a Dolph Ziggler topic, basically. It's all revolves around Dolph Ziggler. But same goes with Shelton Benjamin. Shelton right. Benjamin differences from K Quick, whatever. He doesn't have that many many botches though. Ask yeah. if you look K Quick and our truth. He's still even to this day. He's he still has botches. Yeah, I think he gets overexcited. But Shelton Benjamin was literally the gold standard. Man, <laughs> that was a bad boy. Man, gosh, he's he so good. Yeah, I just I didn't get that either. You know, I didn't I didn't get that either. Why he and then it's like instead of giving him like the main event push, you gave him like the corny storylines. Like remember the mom storyline? <laughs> Gosh, yes. Here's the thing. I'm not like I said. I'm not racist guy. Everybody should know that by now. I'm freaking Arab, so don't get with me <laughs> crap. But I'm not trying to be stereotypical either. But if Vince and those guys are racist or whatever the heck, Sheldon Benjamin didn't even like talk like. Any kind of like, he wasn't like a J. What's the guy's name? Not Crime Time guys. Oh, you talking about JRH or whatever J something? Yeah, he's he's cool. He's not bad on the mic either. But yeah. but the way Shelton Benjamin carried himself, you could tell he was like really educated and carried his words good. So right. it's it's not like if they were holding him back because he thought he was too you know I don't know too black for the character. I don't know what the right word to say is. Sean, you can help me out. No, no I mean you're right. I mean it's. It's it's weird because I think I wrote about this a long time ago. In sixty two years, there's never been one world champion. Now, like I mean, yeah, the Rock's like half black and all, but there's never been like you had full black. Yeah, yeah, you never had Shel- like Shel- a Farouk champion, like Farouk or somebody. Who yeah, done Farouk. It. I mean, he won you know WCW, but and even like with Booker T, Booker T was a WCW champion, but he that's wasn't. true though. Booker T to me, he feels like a champion though. 
Yeah, I mean, I still look at him yeah. as a champion, but it's like when you're in WWE, you know, like Triple H, you look at Triple H, you look at Rock, you look at Austin, their main focus was the, the WWE title, like the title that yeah, Seth had. That's true. Yeah. You know, and that's all they really cared about. You know, they didn't care about, you know, land, you know, land a SmackDown on somebody in a singles match. They always talked about winning the title. Almost every promo was like, yo, either I have the title or I'm coming to get it. Yep, like you have so many guys that you said are talented, like Sheldon Benjamin. And then it was a time where, when a lot of you know, when there was no Rock, when there was no Austin, when there was no Taker, and you had like even when Lesnar left, like you had a Sheldon Benjamin that was there that could have been like a world champion, but he just never they never gave him the opportunity. So, I mean, I don't want to like I've never really came out and said, okay, well, Vince is kind of racist, but it just makes me just act. I just want to know, like, why do you think that maybe. Sheldon Benjamin can't carry the company, or even like with Big E. I remember when Big E came and he got like a massive push. Big E is too Big E is too new though. I, yeah, I would he's never new. He's new, but I mean, even like with and he can't um, talk on the mic. That's for sure. He's not yeah, good he has, the mic. Talk. He has that whole uh, preacher thing. is kind of like <laughs> annoying to me, but yeah. uh, I mean, you have guys like Sheldon Benjamin that could have carried the company, and it's like, do you think that they're not? good enough to carry the company or like is there something i don't know i just wish i could just ha- like have like their real one-on-one conversation with him and ask him but i mean he probably wouldn't give me the answer anyway yeah i mean when it comes to this kind of topic i'm not trying to get the, all the all this stuff today because we don't have time i gotta go <laughs> i gotta go meet a friend at uh for lunch in a little bit but um but to me it's like um with all the media and all those stuff going on with different races and stuff i like to be the complete opposite and not even talk about it or not even mess with it because if you look on Facebook, it's like everybody has their own opinion about it, which is just creating more civil discourse and makes people almost hate, not hate each other more, but makes more problems. You know? Yeah, the more, I mean, the more you fixate on it, the more you try to make yeah, it. Yeah, exa- exactly. Problems. So when it pertains to wrestling, the more I fixate on this kind of subject, it feels like it's drawing more of a line in the sand saying, well, yeah, he doesn't like it want him to be the uh, champion because he's black. I mean, really? He could just really not. Because Shelton Benjamin. Uh, to his respect, he was more of like a high flying guy, like he did more high flying moves. And Vince is known never to put any kind of guy besides a big, strong ground and pound guy in the guy. That's just what it is. I yeah. mean, he always puts big guys in the thing. I mean, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, none of those guys are high flyers. HBK maybe a little bit. Taker, uh, Macho Man, kind of high flyer, but almost every wrestler you can think of. Uh, except for Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is a little different because Seth Rollins does do a couple aerial things. Yeah. But he doesn't do aerial things as much as he has like a crazy freaking vertical. You know, he can just jump so high and slam you in the head, but I guess we're not going to be seeing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he confirmed it. Yeah. All right, Mr. Sharon. Anything you want to add what I forgot about match-wise, any stuff? Uh, let me see. Oh, I thought the spot. I thought the spot on Raw was pretty cool. The tag team match when like uh, everybody came out, you know, Ooh, like when. Yeah, that's a question I had too. The for the IC title vacant slot. Yeah. Were we talking about that, or, some, or didn't I make some kind of joke about that on like two weeks episode, or like last week so. or last week? And then I think tra- so. Yeah, and Travis was giving me crap about it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, Ramsey, your stupid, your stupid uh, matches you make are never going to happen. And I loved it. Like, literally four days later, they announced the first ever tag team elimination chamber match. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, wow. The same thing Travis said I was so corny or whatever being crazy about actually happened. Well, seriously, I was like marking out, and this is a... This is something you wish they add in the video games. Right. How cool would that be? <laughs> yeah, it's just the only question of how is it going to work. How is it going to work? Especially like with the New Day. If all, are all three of them going to be? Because <laughs> like, Big E's a big dude, man. So like you have like Kofi, and then like you have Xavier, and then you have Big E. Oh, my Big God. E has to be in the middle. So That'd be so fun. Because those little cages they have him in there are actually pretty good size. I mean, they can right. walk around and do stuff in there. Two guys I can see, but... I don't think yeah. they're all three gonna be in there. Cause even I mean, cause even if if they do try to do that, what about like the Los Matadors? You got like the little bull. No, they're then, not. They're, he's not. He's not. This is the tag team match, and they're trying to be I funny. Hope, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like who? I mean, who's really gonna uh, compete with wasn't the tag it, for the new day? Wasn't it Shelton Benjamin who like climbs up in the top of the elimination chamber like, above there? Like he like went all the way up. Where's it? Where's that John Morrison? 
Somebody uh, climbed up like the cage all the way where he was almost like up in the air and then turned around and like did a cross body. Oh, man. I want to say I think it was Benjamin. It's Benjamin or John Morrison, which I freaking miss John Morrison in WWE. I know you can see him on Lucha Underground, but it's just not the same. Right. I like Lucha Underground, but it's just not the same. Lucha. Oh, gosh. Well, um, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoy a one-on-one with me and Sharon. Um, <laughs> a little different format, but you know, I kind of like breaking it up. Every week it feels like it's been something different. Yeah. Keith is on, video chat, and whatever we're doing. It kind of feels nice. Yeah, it was um, cool, man. It was it was real cool. I, I always love like, I always love uh, getting on this podcast, man, and talking every Sunday. So heck yeah, me too. Even though I'm so, I'm so tired, I'm like I don't want to do it today. I'm so tired, but we keep doing it. Man, I was after the weekend I just I had, man, I was excited. I was like, yo, this, yeah, this, it's 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 nice. I feel like I get to talk a little more. It feels like without Travis and uh, Marquise, man, man, you get to talk. <laughs> Those two guys love to go at it. They're like the exact same person. I swear. They're both huge passionate. I know. I still, I still listen to the episode. Like I still listen to the <laughs> WCW versus WWE episode. Oh my god, that was funny. Um, well, guys, you know you can always check out WWERumblingRumors.com for all of our latest articles. Thursdays, um, Turnbuckle Thursdays. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tuesdays is Marquise's. Um, Man, what is it? it? Oh, for, oh it's Creek. the Deep Creek. Yeah. Marquise Creek. And usually he does a give me five once a week too, Marquise. Travis, you never know. Me, I do so much time editing now that I almost have no time for an article myself. Um, <laughs> well, good talking to you guys. Good good hearing from you, Sharon. Um, oh, yeah, no jealous that you got to meet Paige and Seth Rollins. But one day I will meet somebody and make you jealous. Man, Which I don't know who would like, who could top those two guys to make you jealous. Who real fast? If I can meet somebody uh, in person, they have to be alive. Obviously, I knew you would say like Macho Man. They have to be alive. If I could find somebody to uh, meet in person, who would you be uh, jealous about? Uh, Divas wise, if you <laughs> met if you met like Sasha Banks, I'd probably be like, damn. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. If that she would probably be the one. If yeah. you if you show me a picture with you and Sasha, I'd be like, damn. Uh, boss but, uh, uh, do uh, let me see. Guys, wise, if you met Ric Flair, I'm trying to guess yeah. who you. I know you. I need like old school guys like me. Yeah, if it was yeah, if it's if it's a legend like Flair, man, yeah, I would. To me, I'd rather meet Ric Flair than like The Rock. Yeah, personally, because like I still have many years to meet The Rock. Ric Flair, uh, not so many years left to meet the Ric Flair. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, if you. That's why I'm kind of debating if I should. That's why I'm kind of debating when I go to Chicago. Should I see uh, Taker? Man, I don't like know. I said, Taker's like Sting, a legend. Like be there too, though. It's supposed to be Taker and Sting. Yeah, come on though. Who would you want to pick? I picked Taker. Taker's like a freaking. Taker's like, even though he's not like the number one <laughs> merchandise seller, he's like the number one guy almost ever in wrestling. Well, man, his man, his VIP ticket alone is three hundred dollars. Are you serious? Never mind. Don't go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, remember, I was telling you they have. They I'll, get have on, I'll get on Photoshop and crop you in a picture with them. And send it yeah, to they you. have like the packages where you can meet them all, meet all five, and yeah, that's like seven hundred dollars. Screw that. So take it by himself is three hundred dollars. Now everybody oh, yeah. else is like, I think Pages was one fifty, Orton's was one seventy five, Brian's was one fifty. What but the alone was three hundred dollars. Dude, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I love this stuff, but. You're meeting another human being, right. and you're just taking a picture with them. They could at least be some kind of. They could at least be a little. What's the word? Cordial. I don't know. Just charge fifty bucks so the yeah. average Joe can go do it. Somebody like me and Sharon who work all the time, three four hundred dollars to meet you for five minutes and take a picture with you and ask yeah, you and like, ask you what's your favorite kind of dinner you eat. Well, come on. Yeah, because like the VIP thing, like you get you get the picture, you get the autograph. And then you get to chill uh, in the Q and A and ask some questions and stuff. Oh yeah, by the way, it was um it was a podcast oh, in the yeah in the uh, in the Q and A, which is crazy because I was like, man, we can do that. So that'd be cool <laughs> sooner or later. The yeah. only problem is me and Sharon are in different states and Marquise is in a different state. Right. <laughs> 
So it has to be like one of those live video things. You never know. Sooner or later, something could work out where um, Sharon moves to Oklahoma. Yeah, man. You yeah, guys, you guys don't get um, you guys don't get WWE though. What? I thought, about? You you guys, I thought you guys. I thought you said you guys don't really get a lot of uh, we don't pay-per-view. get pay per views, but we get like tons of Raws and Smackdowns now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. If you guys get Raw and Smackdown, then yeah, I'll probably check it out. <laughs> All right, man. You, you, but you don't want to be here in the last couple days. Flooding here. We had a blizzard here in the winter. We had tornadoes of warnings three, four days ago. There's flash flooding outside my place right now. At my, I, I step out my apartment, and there literally there's ducks. Not even kidding you. There's ducks right on the next step of my uh, apartment stairs. There's ducks swimming. Guess how much water there is everywhere. That sounds like being back home in New York, man. Nah, New York don't get that flooded. No, nah, they get blizzards though. I mean, blizzards, like yeah. certain certain spots in New York get flooded, like you know, like Rhode Island and all that type of stuff. Oh, gotcha. All right, Sharani. Well, I'm hungry. Uh, I forgot what my line was. What was that line? Do you want me to say? I have no idea. Um, I completely forgot. Well, guys, the cookie is crumbled and uh, the cookie's crumbling <laughs> and oh, the cookie is crumbling and my stomach's a rumbling. There we go. Alright, yeah, that's it. Alright, guys. You take care. Bye, Sharon. See y'all next week. Travis will be on next week. Marquise might be on next week. You never know who we're going to be on next week. Oh, yeah, because uh, next week we have in the uh, Elimination Chamber thing, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Alright. Peace out. See you guys. Alright, take it easy, y'all.